Chipping in across. Dangerous. Oh, Tony Club couldn't reach it. Lee hits him on the edge. Yeah! As you can tell, Alex, from the fact that I didn't plan this, um, I've obviously thoroughly thought this through before we started today. Can you? Uh, and yeah, I'm sure you're pleased to know. Um, it's all this is well scripted and thought through. So uh, no, here we are again. Right. So we've gone through another week. Um, so we've got some bits to talk about, I guess, haven't we? We've got two games. So we've got Bradford, uh, where we were away at Bradford, uh, and then the home game last night against Sutton. Um, we've got a big one to look forward to at the weekend, um, which I'm not sure how I feel about at the moment, um, to be honest. And uh, some, uh, we'll cover off a couple of bits. Uh, we've got results for the ladies and a, one, one or two bits of news to uh, to go through as well. So if that's all right with you, that'll be the agenda. Sounds good to me. Unless you've got anything else that you're going to throw in there last minute and say, oh, actually, uh, let's go uh, um... with that. I think I'm as prepared as you, so something <laughs> might come into my head as we progress. Um, uh, so, we'll, I'll just, uh, let's touch on the documentary then. Are you up to date yet, or what's your score? Yeah, one of the benefits of uh, having surgery <laughs> and being on sick leave is being able to watch unlimited amounts of documentaries. So yeah, I watched the latest two episodes um, this morning. Yeah, so I did the same. Um, before I went out, I was up. Um, there's great pictures of me in my uh, baby Grogu blanket uh, on Twitter, watching uh, with me little ears and me little pillow. Yeah, it was well. It was eight o'clock, man. It's early, cold. Um, so uh, yeah, I was watching. What did what were your thoughts today? I thought they were they weren't directly sort of first team men's related, but they were two of the best episodes I thought. But what were your sort of thoughts? God, yeah, I'd agree with you. Um... I was caught a little bit by surprise because I thought after the two episodes last Ooh. week, I thought we were going to see the at least yeah. the build up to the Notts County game. But I think they're keeping us waiting <laughs> another week or so. But like you say, the two episodes we did see were, um, I think, really important. Um, yeah. So the first one obviously was about the Gresford disaster and about how Robin Ryan have made a real effort to you know, remember those victims and make it part of our, our future projects. And yeah, hearing the, I forget his name, but the older man and his wife going into the schools and speaking to Rob and his dad um, about the tragedy. It, it was quite a moving episode, really. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Um, and then we follow that up then with the uh, the, the sort of ladies, really, wasn't it? And the uh, the sort of uh, the, the game at the race course and then the playoff. Um, from last year, so we won't spoil. Just in case there are people that haven't seen it or aren't really aware what's going on, we won't spoil it. But again, that was quite good. So we've had two two really good ladies episodes now, haven't we? If you tie them two together, um, they've spread them out. Obviously, given them a couple of weeks breathing space. Um, but that was another good one today, sort of thing. Uh, so you you learn the fate of the ladies team, I guess, is how I would describe it. 
Yeah, without giving too much away, I got shivers down my spine a couple of times in that episode. Really, really good. Mm. Yeah, I thought uh, again they were um, they were two, they were two of the best. I th- I think they were two of the best episodes that we've had. Um, I thought they were excellent. So uh, so yeah, so two good episodes for people to catch up on, which I'm sure they will do this week. Um, I'm sure lots of people have already seen it before we have. To be fair, given the fact that they get it a little bit earlier in the uh, in the states. Um, club news wise, there's not an awful lot around because we're, we're sort of in in season now, aren't we? Um, but let's just go over a couple of things that uh, that sort of happened, and I will uh, just share the screen just so people can uh, see. Uh, so the ladies obviously got a really good win on Sunday uh, away at Aberystwyth. Um, so we are. We'll try and hide. We'll try and hide the relevant information uh, as to what league they were playing in, <laughs> given the fact that we just talked <laughs> about the documentary episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, they uh, they were one nil down, um, but they uh, they came back and Rosie Hughes just keeps scoring goals. So R- Rosie got another one, um, and Rebecca Pritchard got one. So uh, yeah, another another away win for the uh, for the ladies, and they just uh, they keep rolling on, don't they? Um, which is pretty exciting stuff for them. Uh, but the big news this week, I'm sure you know what this big news is, don't you, Alex? We this... can get our Christmas presents. Exactly. You're dead right. Yes. So um, that was just, I thought that was quite interesting because obviously people are always sort of pining for uh, for bits of merch and there's not always a lot left in the shop because it gets raided by uh Visitors from uh, this country and afar. So, um, so yeah, we've got some Christmas stock coming. Um, so, stocking fillers. Let's have a look what they say here. So, we've got um, diaries, leather wallets, badge sets, collapsible silicon bottles, all uh, with the Wrexham logo on. Um, then there'll be uh, some wintry stuff. So, hats and uh, whatever a children's snuggle is. Uh, you you would know better than me whatever a children's snuggle is, Alex. What? <laughs> You're the one with children, not me. <laughs> I have no clue what a children's snuggle is. However, the most exciting part is there's matching pyjamas, which you have to have for Christmas Eve, don't you? Got to have some matching pyjamas. So the, the pyjamas are coming um, in a variety of sizes, etc., uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be very exciting, and that's uh, that's obviously all we've been waiting for, really, isn't it? I was just waiting for that for the Christmas presents, really. I can't wait to take a picture of myself in those pajamas on Christmas Eve. Is that what you're going to do? Is that you're going to put, put that it, there yeah. now? <laughs> I'll tag Race Girls Ramble so you see it. Make as sure well. you do, and I'll share it um, because that will be next to your tree. Next to the tree, next yeah, to the light. Presents down the... on, yeah. It'll yeah, be, uh, some quality Instagram content. <laughs> Give um, me a follow if you want to see it. <laughs> yeah, follow Mr. What are you at? Alex Carter. Have you got a number after you? I can't remember now. Number six, yeah. Oh, you're number six. So there's five. Believe it or not, there are five other Alex Carters. <laughs> I can't believe. You must have clones. It's like Star Wars, this. Yeah, I think one's enough, to be honest. <laughs> um I will. T- I'll just. We'll touch on something else, which I, which has come to my attention today. Um, I'll let people, relevant people, sort of talk about it themselves fully. But um, I just think it's a bit of a shame that uh, I, I'm not sure whether you'll be up to speed with this. But some of the online vloggers, I don't know. You'll 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 notice one or two of them have gone quiet, and some more of them are about to go quiet. 
Um, so again, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure uh, Liam will make a video himself, for instance. But I know some of them had letters from the club uh, asking them to stop filming now, telling them they're not allowed to record at the race course. Um, and I just think that's a bit of a shame for people who are doing. They're not trying to replicate anything that the club are doing, really, as such. They're just making match day vlogs, um, and now they're they you know they're getting letters saying not allowed to do it in uh, in home games. So uh, yeah, just think that's that's a real shame, um, especially you know Liam's you know Liam's been going for eight ages. It feels like um, so. Uh, yeah, just you know, it just seems a bit daft to me, given the fact that we want to spread the word and the name of Wrexham, and in the same light, we're asking people to stop doing what what does that? Yeah, for me, there's there's no conflict of interest yeah. because we watch these vlogs to see what the match day experience is like. So not just the the highlights; it's yeah. the the atmosphere where they go before the game, speaking to fans before the match, and. I still think fans will watch Wrexham's highlights as well as these vlogs. Yeah, I, think I agree. Two separate, yeah. two separate entities. So it's a shame because there's some really good content out there from Liam and from other vloggers as well. So it's a it's a massive shame, I think. I mean, that, that, I think I have I haven't seen the letters. Um, I've seen conversations about the letters, which sort of uh, imply that they're they're sort of blaming the EFL. But um, I, I just think we should be looking for ways to help. Because this is, you know, again, it's just, you know, it's outreach to fans, isn't it? Who are uh, all across the world now. Um, so yeah, that's just uh, as I said. I'm sure perhaps uh, some of those videos will be uh, will come to light as people talk about sort of uh, the letters they've had and what they've been asked to do and and stuff. And I think they're they're planning on doing away games away from home, um, but it's the games at home which are uh, which the, uh, is is the issue. It would appear so. Uh, yeah, well, if it's a... games away from home, if they're allowed to do that, surely it's oh, not yeah. any <laughs> Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> like you know, uh, and I know that you know I watch a few um, podcasters and content creators from other clubs, and they're basically doing similar things. Um, so some of them actually won't show direct match content, but they'll film fan reactions and that type of thing, uh, and do sort of not not live commentary, but they'll do commentary. You know, we've just conceded, it was a soft goal or whatever, or we've just scored and it was an amazing, you, you know what I mean? And it, it just seems, it just seems a bit naive to me. Um, I just don't understand why you would, you know, why you would want to do that, but uh, maybe more will come to light in the future. Um, I guess we'll, uh, we'll wait and see, eh? And see what, uh, see how it unfolds as it were. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a shame and, uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, any other news then? So, uh, I, I mean, Wrexham wise, I don't think there's a lot, is there? I Give us a knee update. Yeah. Let's have a knee update. How's the knee? Let's... No, no one wants to know about my knee. Everybody <laughs> wants to know about the knee. Um, all right then. Two weeks <laughs> surgery today. Um, so walking a lot better now. Still on crutches, but right. not as stiff. Not as painful as it was last week and the week before um got my follow-up appointment on friday where they hopefully get the stitches taken out get the bandage off give it right. a clean get some new exercises um so i'm hoping the gillingham game in a couple of weeks that'll be my first right match back turn, although yeah although i'm probably thinking about maybe doing Notts county on saturday <laughs> as well 
against doctor's advice. <laughs> so have you got a ticket though? Got a ticket, yeah. Right. Um, so I'd be breaking advice from my doctor, from my GP, but I'm sure they'd understand it's a massive game and they can make an exception. What's the worst that could happen? Score a last-minute winner. <laughs> you re your ACL. And snap it again. But you know what? I'd take it for a winner. I'd take it. Oh, can you film that? No, don't film that. Um, yeah, that was... Okay. Well, so the leg's going to be all right till Saturday. What are the so percentage-wise? What are, what is, what's the what's the feeling at the moment? Are you fifty-fifty? You might go, might not go. Are you like you know, given the fact that this is the biggest game of the season, Alex? <laughs> so, I think before last night, without giving too much away, I was probably fifty-fifty. But right now, I'm probably eighty-two, eighteen. I would say <laughs> in favour of what going or not going in favor of going all oh, right <laughs> so i'm going to try and sit at the front where it's safe i can sit down oh you got yeah nobody yeah okay I if anyone sees that. anyone in crutches like don't jump on <laughs> do not re-rupture alex's acl please uh, <laughs> yeah. that would be very helpful um okay so good right shall we uh reconvene in a minute and we'll we'll head off in our in our heads. We'll head off to Bradford, uh, and we'll talk about the uh, the away trip to uh, I, I can't remember what it's called now. I always call it Valley Parade, but it's probably not. It's probably got a sponsored name now, but I can't remember what it I mean, is. It's the University of Bradford. Now. It is. You're right. The University of Bradford yeah. Stadium. Um, we'll reconvene in a mythical uh, University of Bradford Stadium and talk about uh, the action there, including. The best volley I've ever seen by a centre half. Okay. You didn't, you didn't see Owen O'Connell's volley, no. I've only seen the extended highlights. So oh, they probably haven't put it on. Tell me all about it. They probably haven't put it. It was so good. They're probably saving it for some the documentary, probably. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Should we do that? Sounds good. All right, me. We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones. And his best made Mickey T. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I made my way to Bradford uh, in a car. Well, there was a car full of us. There was five of us that went to uh, Bradford. Uh, you you saw it somehow. <clears throat> somehow. Oh, was it International Week still? Did you still watch them? I can't remember. No, oh, it I couldn't watch it because it wasn't International Week. Oh, um, no. So if you want, <laughs> I can ask you the questions if you want. Oh, can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've not seen anything other than the extended highlights, let, let's let's. Do, I guess let's at least we'll do that. But let's just start with the team. I guess let's let's at least set the scenario because some of the some of the chat around it will come from that, won't it? I guess. Um, yeah. And the reason that it's important is because there was a change or two, wasn't there? So that's why it's sort of, uh, it became sort of relevant. So um, there was, there was two, well, Barney came back into the side. Um, so uh, that was obviously nice. Um, but there was two changes, really, that I guess you might not have predicted before in the fact that obviously Hayden was replaced by Tunnicliffe. Um, and Fletcher started ahead of, Palmer is, 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 I guess, is who we would say is our starting centre forward now, wouldn't we? It's not Dolby at the moment. It's probably Ollie. 
Yeah. Um, so those were the sort of those were the sort of two changes um, uh, to the team, um, of which I guess there was a for me was uh, I've lost track now. Was Hayden? Did we Hayden? Did we didn't know Hayden was ill, or did we? I can't remember. I don't think we did. Uh, and that's what they are saying. That's what the whispers are. That it's illness rather than injury. But you know, again, Wrexham don't officially confirm anything. It's just. Uh, you know, rumours, shall we call it. So they're saying he, he's ill. Um, so John Tunnicliffe came in uh, and then uh, Fletcher started up front, which uh, I was a bit surprised at. I wasn't against it, but I was a bit surprised that he started. So what were, you, what were your thoughts when you sort of, I guess you'd have got that notification on Twitter or something that when the team gets announced? Yeah, I was um, surprised to see Fletcher start up front and... I always thought he'd just be a, a cameo, or not cameo, but you know, a player who comes Impact off the bench. Really. Yeah. Twenty minutes makes an impact, like you say. Um, I've got no idea how fit he is. Yeah. To be honest. Um. So yeah, to see him start was a little bit of a surprise, but you know what? In every single cameo, every single substitute appearance, he's been quality. Yeah. So why not start him? Obviously, yeah. he only well, he didn't last the whole of the match, but. He's a really good player, isn't he? I think in those big games away from home where you need someone to hold the ball up, someone to win those flick-ons, someone to be intelligent, um, he's exactly the kind of player you need. Um, I won't talk about his performance just yet. You'll know more than me um, in terms of the Bradford game. But I was surprised, but it was a a pleasant surprise. Um, And then, like you say, the the Hayden Tunnicliffe one, I don't think any one of us saw that one come in. And let's hope Hayden's okay. I'm not sure whether it is illness or or injury. Um, but from what I hear, Tony Cliff had a good game. Um, yeah. In that graphic you showed, Tony Cliff's got blonde hair. So yeah, I'm not too sure when that when that graphic was taken. Um, that was from so Tom yeah. Bob, I mean, the yeah. big surprise was Fletcher up front. I think we all knew that Hayden was either injured or ill. Okay. Um, so. Uh... Tell me what you want to know. Tell me what you, you want. Go on, grill All me. Right, then. Me so, listeners might not, especially our overseas listeners, they might not know about how big a team Bradford are. Yeah. Talk a little bit about how nice it was to go to a, a proper team away from home, a proper established <laughs> football league side. Um, so, I guess there was a... I don't know, would you say a, a novelty to it? Because Notts County are a football league side and Stockport probably are as well. Those two are football. But I think, you know, Bradford, what, I think, is it 25,000 that stadium holds? And there was about 22,500, I think, there. Um, but, yeah, it was just a proper pre-match buzz. You know, there was a, there was a, a, a new... A newness to it that, as I said, I think we will get that on Saturday with County. But I think that the County and the Stockport ones, that excitement is born out of the rivalries that we've had with them, not the fact that we're going to a, a big EFL club sort of thing. Um, and of course, it was the Parky Derby, so there was a, there was a, there was that added spice to it as well, wasn't there? And to be fair, I think most people, would, I could overhear people as we were walking to the ground from the town centre, most people was speaking quite well of him, uh, which was quite interesting to see. And I think there was actually, I, I think this person got some stick on Twitter, but somebody had posted a picture of a sign they'd made. I think it said Parky the Special One or something like, I don't know if you've seen it. 
yeah. I think the com I don't think the comments were very were very were very nice. But there, you know, that just goes to show that he was held in high regard there. Obviously, even though in the end he, he's obviously left them. Um, so yeah, there was definitely a bit of a. It was definitely felt like it was a level up from what we've been going to before, you know. And when you're taking, I don't know what we, you know, I'm trying to think of a ground where we only get like 600 away tickets, you know, like Dorking or somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It was just, it was a bit more special than that, um. You know, and that 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 stand that they've got, which sort of dominates, so it was that uh, that side of the ground is, uh, you know, it's really impressive, and it just that makes you excited for what the cop could be like. Um, which is quite interesting as well. Definitely. Um, Although I will on. say this, I will say this, I was disappointed with the atmosphere from the Bradford fans. Controversial take. Well, you know what? There was, was a lot of, there was, oh, well, that's handy. <laughs> I, there was a lot of people sort of spoke, I don't know if you saw much on Saturday, there was a lot of people commented about it on Saturday that, uh, you know, from where we were, hardly hear them. Couldn't hear a thing. Uh, when they got a corner or something like that, they got excited. Um, but apart from that, they weren't really singing songs about players or staff, managers. We couldn't hear a thing. Um, so that you was really what? interesting. I went to watch Bradford at the end of last year when they got into the playoffs. Right. Um, and they played Carlisle in the first leg at right. home. Yeah. And me and my friend said exactly the same thing. We thought right. for a playoff semi-final, it's, it's flat. There was 20, yeah. 24,000 fans there, but... You wouldn't think it by the noise. Everyone no. was a bit. Yeah, so I get the noise when Bradford scored or if they got a Correct. corner. But in terms of getting the players up when there was a a lull in the match, nothing non-existent. Nothing. Uh, yeah. So all, you can imagine all the songs about being in a library and shall we sing a song for you? <laughs> all that type of stuff was coming out because there was just there was it was really bizarre. I was amazed really, uh, and yet I saw comments. On the that where the Bradford fans had retweeted sort of you know articles saying the Bradford earn late equaliser in the in the cauldron of the university stadium and all this I can't remember the exact and I was like what <laughs> like what are you talking about uh, you would be very disappointed if you were a player there you would be like what's going on here <laughs> like really weird um, so yeah sorry it was a tangent but I thought it was bound oh, to be a question froze. at some point. <laughs> okay, let's go into the match then. Um, start with the first half. Go in at nil nil. How did we play? Um, okay, <laughs> wasn't horrible. Uh, wasn't brilliant. We, I think. We've become. I saw a, a tweet where somebody had found the kit of the word now, and I'm going. I'll keep using it because I think it's the, the the right word for how we play. We're, we've become an attritional side, where we just we're not going to dominate the football. Uh, although that being said, we did do that last night, but I think we'll that was for a different reason, which we'll talk about in a minute. So against a good side. We're not going to dominate the football. We're not going to out-football these people, are we? Uh, I think that's becoming clear now. Um, I think we're, we try and be more efficient. Um, we try, you know, it, it, was, it was the typical performance that you know we're going to give. It was a textbook. It was, um, I think, the, you know, the outstanding player for me was Barnett. I said that to, uh, to Barney. I For me, I, other people, somebody else might pick Mullin because he got a goal. 
Uh, somebody else might pick. I thought O'Connell was excellent. Uh, so other people might pick some of them, but you know, whatever. But for me, it was Barnett because uh, he was so good down that side at his crosses, and obviously he does get an assist. But it's our football is not something to. It's gloat isn't the right, you know. We're not here to play pretty football very clearly. We are here to try and just efficiently win football matches is the kind way of putting it. Um, and that reflected in the game. We, uh, you know, we were, we were okay, but not brilliant. I think we've got a massive problem. I think we've got a problem that I would fix differently to what Phil Parkinson does in the fact that when the defenders get the ball, they then get, I call it, they get stuck. They don't really know what to do because the midfield doesn't work to give them that out ball in front of them, right? And that's why we end up with those little chip, the chip balls to either to Palmer or to uh, the wing backs if, they're, if they've bombed on. You know, like toes are, or, you know, you know what I mean? Those, whoever's playing at the back, they do those chip diagonals. Um, yeah. We need to, our midfield needs to, be working different so that we don't have to do that. And it was just interesting. At one point on Saturday, I saw a Conquo get a rollicking off Phil Parkinson. And it was just after he'd bowled a ball out really quickly to James McLean on the left side. And Parky was sort of going long, long like this. As if was... <laughs> and I was just like, that summed everything up to me. That is like, he doesn't want us messing about really. He wants it forward quickly. Uh, to the big man and looking for flicks and you know trying to make it old. So, uh, uh, so yeah, it's uh, and that was echoed in last night, which we'll obviously we'll come on to after. So, it was attritional, and the problem is we didn't make a lot of chances. And if you don't make a lot of chances, you're then susceptible at the end, aren't you? Uh, at some point, because at some point, an away team, if you go away, the home team will have a five or a ten minute spell, won't they? Where they have a go. Um, and that's what we got suckered with at Bradford, wasn't it? We basically, you know, they were they were they weren't great, but in the end, they did get a goal. I guess we'll we'll talk about that either now or after. But um, yeah, I've, I've waffled there, but that was the that's the that's the that's the gist of it. Very in depth answer. Yeah, too um, in depth. I should have just. Go on then. Let's talk about the two goals. Obviously, we go ahead. Yeah. Midway through the second half, and it was a good goal as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but I have an absolute beautiful ball from Barnett. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't even. Mullin was uh, the other side of a defender from where we were because we weren't behind the goal, we were in the side. Um, and uh, so I couldn't see Mullin there. Uh, so when the ball suddenly got headed into the goal, I was like, how's that happened? Because all I could see was a defender uh, who was blocking my view, but he was in between Mullin and me. Um, so it was a bit random. I was like, what? But then when Mullin sort of uh, peels away and starts celebrating, you know. Um, so, yeah, great goal. Um, and a, just a brilliant ball by Barnett. I thought he was, uh, he was excellent. Um, and that's how we create. If we are going to create an open play, it's from the wing-backs, isn't it? We don't create pretty centrally. It's always from the, from the wing-backs. So, uh, yeah, they would have been really pleased about that. That goal. Yeah, it looked like a really off, good goal yeah. on the highlights and then the celebrations as well. I think yeah. your wife partner took a really good photo of yeah. Mullin when he was on his Slid backside. on the floor, sort of, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, she'd sat down at the front um, at that game. So she was uh, he was, she was right there when he uh, when he slid. And I think it's James McLean comes in after him. So, uh, so yeah. 
Yeah, good goal. Good goal and bat and, and and limbs. It was limbs because at that point we're thinking, you know, this has got to be our game, hasn't it? You know. Yeah. Just before we talk about the Bradford goal, then um, talk about the how we defended. What, what the volley? You don't, you don't want to know about the volley. Well, I want to know how we played against Andy Cook, who was last season's League Two top goal scorer. Yeah, didn't didn't give him much at all. Um, but our defenders, are, if you think about O'Connell and Tunnicliffe, certainly, maybe not, o, maybe not O'Connor, they're built to deal with Andy Cook, aren't they? They're big, strong, they're as quick, if not quicker than him. So he hasn't really got a lot of advantage over them two. Um, so, that you know, uh, they handled him pretty well. He was half chances, little headers and stuff, but didn't really give him a lot at all. So they smothered him, really. Um, they smothered him really well. Yeah, Andy Cook, I think he scored 26, 27 last season. Was it that many? He's got three. Was it Dean Keats that chased him for years? Yeah, he was at Tramier. Tramier. And then he was at, who was he at? He was at another team, League 2, National League level, and he's he was the player everyone wanted to sign Uh, when he came to January in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't get his history. Oh, I uh, I probably could if I I'll come off the screen. Let me just see if I can. He could have been it. at Walsall as well. Mansfield, Walsall. Yeah, uh, it was Tranmere really. He had a spell between 2016 and 2018, where he went to Tranmere as a free agent. He played 97 games and scored 51 goals. So that was his sort of that was his peak, should we call it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember he scored when we drew two all with Tranmere at the race course 2018 season. So that would have been um, his first he was a header as well. Yeah. yeah, really good player. He was just he kind of he was he was probably a bit quicker back then. His you know pace will be going every will be diminishing every year when it, um, yeah. but um, yeah. So he had a little bit more and against you know lower league he he he, he would be better against the national league defence as opposed to yeah. a football league defence, wouldn't he? Um, so but yeah, no, they really they did a good job on him really. Go on then. Before we talk about the Bradford goal, talk me through this uh, this volley. Then I'm excited to talk about. <laughs> I'm not really, but it's only because somebody reminded us on Twitter last night that um, in the first, I think it was near the end of the first half. I can't even remember what preceded it, but basically, the ball ends up coming out of the sky. About. Uh, this is going to be one of those things. It's going to get further every 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 time somebody tells a story. Let's say it's twenty five yards out. This ball is dropping out of the sky, and you're thinking, "Oh, if Zidane's there and he hits that, this is going to be special." But it wasn't. It was Owen O'Connell, <laughs> and I'm not sure it's landed yet. This ball. I think it, I'm not. It might have even got out behind that that waist that it might have gone over the top of the roof it was hilarious like um, and you could just see people turn around and they're like what was he doing <laughs> like this would have been a one in a million volley um so uh so yeah um I, th- I think it was craig last night was reminding me about that so yeah it was it was special it was it was you know it, it was brilliant maybe he was thinking about the rugby and he was trying to recreate uh a conversion maybe he was it was exactly like that it was like 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 it was almost like a drop goal that had gone wrong and just gone like straight <laughs> up um so then the bradford goal i guess that's where we go next um I, controversial in the fact that 
a player who was playing really well, seemingly didn't look like he had any injuries, was pulled off in Barnet and replaced with a player that, one, was asked to play on the wrong side again for himself. It, naturally, he's left-footed, so I don't think it's unfair to say he's not a right-back, is he? Let's not play about with it. He's not Just because you've played there once, twice, half a dozen times before doesn't make you a right-back, does it? So he's not a right-back. Um, and then, obviously, he doesn't have a good time in dealing with the ball. And then from that mistake, they go and score the goal. Um, and he he was he he had he had uh, unfortunately for Mendy he had shades of that Halifax game about him for a period then as well. You remember when he had a really tough time the end of last? Ironically, that was a game before uh, Notts County as well, wasn't it? Yes. At the end of yeah. the season. Um, but yeah, he, he looked really um, he was really unsettled. Um, but as you would be if you're asked to play on the wrong side of the pitch, in effect. Uh, I don't think people perhaps understand how disconcerting it is to be asked to play in a position that's not your natural side. Everything is everything is out for you, you know. The, the way which shoulder you look over all the time to look for a player behind everything is different. Um, so I mean, the fact that Barnett started last night does that. I mean, there was no mention of him being injured or anything. Yeah, granted, he'd had that rest, hadn't he, for those three games. But surely, I, I just, I didn't understand the substitution, and I think there was a, there was some criticism around Phil Parkinson for the substitution. Generally, the majority of people are saying, admittedly, Mendy has made the error, but he shouldn't have been there to make the error. Um, and I don't think people really understand why he was there. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I don't know if you, if you, I'm assuming you've obviously seen it, seen it now. Um, legally or not uh, so, uh, so it was just it was you know it was just weird and then obviously if the lad strikes it it's the bar as well and you know if something hits the bar anything can happen can't, within a couple of inches it can hit the bar and come straight back out it can hit the bar and go up you know you, you're in unknown territory but it's the bar and bounces in doesn't it um but i think everybody was just like whoa what you know it was um head scratcher yeah, it's a frustrating one, isn't it? Isn't it? To get yeah. to 85, 85th minute on it, yeah. In a big game away from home, you think we're going to get a decent win here. And it's not all Mendy's fault, the goal. Yes, he gets caught underneath the ball. He, he can't quite clear Whiffs it. it don't he? Yeah. Bradford, to be fair, they swarm us and then they get men inside the penalty box. And like you say, it's a great finish. Conquo has got no chance saving that. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Um, um yeah. If you'd asked me before the match, would you have taken a 1 1? I would have said, yeah. Same goes for Notts County on Saturday. I'll take a draw. Um, that's not the end of the world. It's not, it, no, you're right. It's not the end of the world. I think when you watch the game and it's it's just, it's one of them games and you're like, they, the chances they were creating were from set pieces and stuff, really. They, they had a spell where they made a few corners, etc. They weren't really cutting us apart and making chances that way, you know, a traditional way. So I think, you know, if you've got to 85 and you're holding on to a 1-0, then you think, well, this could be a good win. Um, and, uh, yeah, then that happens, which was... To be fair, Bradford, they nearly scored at the end as well, didn't they? Uh, remind me. Um, remember what it, I think it, it injury time there's a scramble in the penalty box i think the ball nicked off one of our players and might have kissed one of the posts post on the way or something like that kick. right yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, but that, that again, that's them. Then they've got nothing to lose. They're throwing everything at them, aren't they? You know, they've the they're sort of they've got free reign to do what they want there. Then so, yeah, yeah. You're you're playing against a side who have got twenty two thousand fans behind them. <sighs> Obviously, got football league quality players, so they're always going to be under the cost for those last 10, 15 minutes after going a goal up. Yeah, you're, you are, it's what I was saying before, you're always going to have a spell. They're always going to have a spell. It's yeah. whether it's, is it five-minute spell or is it 25-minute spell? You, you don't know, do you? Um, but yeah, I think, I don't, after the game, it's it's a fair result, but it was there for us, really. If we'd have, if we'd have been, if we'd have done all our, if we'd have been clean in our work, um, uh, then you know we could have come away with from there with a good one nil win. So that was the that was just a little bit of, and and with the goal coming late as well, it's a bit of that bitterness, isn't it, about about it if that uh, if that makes sense. But Bradford City Centre was a nightmare because of the roadworks was everywhere. But actually, it was really good because we'd like we just parked at a shopping centre, walked. 15 20 minutes to the ground i think we paid one pound 50 to park all day in this shopping center so it was yeah, it, it was set uh, up brilliantly for you know for, for a sporting event it was it was it was great like yeah you've got a bit of a hill to walk up haven't you once you come out of the shopping yeah. center but like you say it's 10 15 minutes into town plenty of pubs nearby so Let's hope Bradford come up with us this season. We can do it again next year. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there were, uh, Harry Lewis got some stick because obviously he's the goalkeeper. He's from he's from. Did he, I don't know if he ever played for Shrewsbury, but he's from Shrewsbury. Um, so he was getting some stick every time he got the ball. And as you can imagine, when they equalised, he was out of his goal running and jumping and celebrating. You can, you know, there was quotes from him before the game about how he was going to celebrate because he was from Shrewsbury, and it's like, oh. You know, God. So yeah, that, that get little bitter pills to swallow, really. But uh, yeah, no good away, good away day, uh, and it's not too far, is it? Just about two over two hours ish for us. Um, so it's not, you know, it's it's better than those long four hour journeys to that we basically did to London nearly every other week. It's better than going to Wealdstone away, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely better than going to Wealdstone away. No offence to Wealdstone. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody from Wealdstone will be listening to us, so <laughs> let you know. We, you know. We won't worry about that too much. Um, so, yeah, what, anything else? Anything else uh, about the Bradford game um, that we've missed? Um... I don't think so. Fop Mob gave Barnett the man of the match. Um, which was interesting, just ahead of uh, uh, of Owen O'Connell uh, and Jordan Tunnicliffe, actually. So those three were. Uh... Who would you have given it to? Well, but I, it was Barnett for me. I thought he was. I thought, you know, it was nice to have a proper right back back. You know, so uh, I think that's what edged it. He was, he's, he is, he was his usual self. He's a constant. He's directed. He does likes his step overs. Puts good balls in. Uh, and the ball for Mullins' header is just like it's 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 a beautiful ball. He clips it in, lovely. So, uh, so yeah, for me it was him. Uh, I don't know if you'd have agreed or disagreed. I, I tell you what was interesting. Elliot Lee uh, was quieter in that game, but rem- I think you have to remember he's, he's you know he's almost carried us until Mullin came back, and he you know he was really putting in exceptional performances. So, don't begrudge him having a couple of quiet games. To be honest. Um, there was a little bit. I heard a couple of people talking about Stephen Fletcher saying it didn't work. I mean, give the fella a chance. It's his first first start, like, um, and he had a couple of chances. 
half chances they're always hard to, you know when you're so far away that you're hard to tell exactly how good a chance they are but um a couple of chances he dragged one right one wide but he's his his hold up play and his gameplay is excellent. I saw a Bradford fans who 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 actually put on Twitter saying Fletcher's brain is so far ahead of everybody else on this pitch. It's unreal, and I, I think that just makes you realise that he is you know he he's exceptionally talented. We've just got to learn how to play with him a bit. Um, and I I disagreed with you with the last last time when we were talking about is, is he a cameo or is he going to start. I I don't think he's come here just to be a 15-minute player. I think they've said to him, it's up to you. Like, if, you, if you're fit enough and you're playing well enough, you'll be started. Um, and I thought there was some lovely interplay at times with Mullin that will only get better the more they train and the more they play. So, um, Yeah, like you say, watching the highlights, he, he scuffed a couple, but he yeah. was really clever in the way he got into that position. I think he watches the flight of the ball, where the defenders go in where the gaps in and around the penalty box are, and he knows exactly where to go. Yeah. And I'm sure when he does get a bit more match fitness, instead of snatch, snatching at shots, he's going he's gonna to yeah. bury him. Yeah, it's just it's a rhythm, isn't it? It's a rhythm thing, you know. Uh, when you're fit enough uh, and you're sharp enough, uh, you, you know, when you're running on goal, you, you, you won't miscontrol it, you won't kick it too far or too short, which then makes the shot difficult. So it, I haven't, I didn't see the highlight of, of that shot, for instance, that he pulled wide in the first half, but I, that's the type of thing that would happen when you're just not quite up to speed. So I, you know, I don't know how, how fit he is, but you know, he'll be getting closer now. And the fact he started him to give him that 45 means, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he, he gets another couple of starts to uh, to help rotate things uh, coming up. Yeah, I think we saw the same with Mullen. When he first came back, he was getting in yeah. positions, but he was just not, not quite, quite Paul Mullen in terms of finishing. Yeah, yeah. but it will come. It will yeah, come. It will come. Okay. Decent away day, decent point. But the, it's one of them that as long as you win your next game, you're not too disappointed about it. If you don't win your next game and your game is against Sutton, then you would be definitely, you would be double, you'd be like, oh my Lord, you know, we've really got a problem here. So um, when we come back, shall we go back to, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to last night, talk about Sutton, um, which uh, I can't remember what you said, but you said it was like watching Brazil or something, watching Wrexham last night when I said that was pants or some, or where's that effect? Was that not the words that left your mouth? I didn't say it was Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've set you up there. Um, oh, God. <laughs> no, we'll uh, we'll go over something then, if that's all right with you, when we come back. Sounds good. I've been telling everyone to listen to me. Someday we will be back in the football league. Ooh, do you know what I'm going to have, though? Just before... You, know, you can't see. I've got. Can you see what they? Are? I'm glad that's blurred out. So somebody's not getting a free advert. Can you, oh look! Can you tell what they are? Someone censored it. Yeah, it looks like Percy pigs. It's real Percy pigs. The real ones. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> last night, obviously you weren't there, but because it was a midweek game, you were allowed to watch it via the interweb. Yeah. Pay ten pounds. Hard-earned English pounds to uh, to watch a game online. Um, we'll start at the start, where we always start. Uh, we didn't change formation. Shock, horror. Um, but we did make a couple of changes. Um, so um, 
let's try and be as interactive as possible. Um, so that became our starting lineup. So the two changes were Jordan Davis came in and Ollie Palmer came back in for Fletcher. Um, any big surprise in that for you, given the fact that we were playing Sutton at home? Um, no, I don't get the clamour for changing formation. I think if you look at our win percentage playing 3-5-2, we're probably at, what, 80%. So I don't get why people want to change the formation. Um, the only surprise for me was, um, or slight surprise, was Elliot Lee not starting. Okay. I think we all knew Fletcher wouldn't start two games in, uh, yeah. in three days. Um, yeah, so slightly surprised to see Lee, but he he must have the most minutes under his belt of any of our players this season. Yeah. Um, and with these big games coming up, we're going Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, including some big matches against Notts County, obviously. So maybe it wasn't that much of a surprise. Um, because Davis as well, when he's come on um, in the last couple of games, he's had a really big influence on the match. Obviously, he got the winner against Salford uh, a couple of weeks back, and his other cameos as well have been very impressive. So... It was a surprise, but not a not a massive surprise. I think. Uh, let me just see if I can quickly find the tweet. I think <clears throat> there was a there was a uh, two benefits to potentially not starting Elliot Lee. Uh, the first thing was to give him that rest prior to Notts County, uh, so just lower his workload. The second, if memory serves. He's on four yellow cards. So if he would have been booked against Sutton, he would miss the county game. Um, yeah, so Lee, O'Connell, Mullin and McLean after last night are all on are all still on four. Um, so yeah, Lee, uh, Lee. I think part of it was like, well, you know, if he if he gets a soft yellow, uh, you've lost him for the county game, and. Obviously, that makes things a little bit more complicated for you, doesn't it? Let's be fair, uh, given the fact he, you know his work rate, his goal, uh, his goal ratio this season has been exceptional. Um, so I wasn't surprised that he didn't start. I thought I didn't think he would. I thought they'd rest him. Um, and yeah, so go on. Then you were watching on the telly. Um, give us your thoughts because in the ground, I'll, let me set the scene. That in the ground there was lots of frustration. Uh, because we were, we dominated the football without hurting Sutton. That was the problem. It was back at the back. We played it side to side all the time, and people were losing their air. You know, with the forward chant, forward. You know, because we weren't, we didn't really know how to play forward, uh, which again I think is a tactical issue uh, more than a, you know, the players know how to play forward. We just don't always have players in the right position to play it forward, which is the issue. Um, but yeah, there was a bit of frustration from about what time, when did they get the equaliser? What minute did they score? Sixtieth, right? Yeah. So you know, the the frustration was was there from just before half time, but it it heightened when they got the equaliser because it's like you know we've just been wasting our time for half an hour. What we've been doing, we could have gone and got more goals. Um, so from sixty minutes to eighty nine minutes, it was there was a strange atmosphere. You know, it was. There was a, there was some you'll you'll have been to games you know what it's like when uh, people are a bit like you know run harder tackle harder pass more be better words to that effect um, 
but uh, but you said it looked it, it looked okay on the telly. I think we we yours was your sort of basically summation. Yeah, I mean it looked okay. Um, it reminded me of a few games we played at home last season. I think Scunthorpe is the one that sticks in my mind, where the away team come, and their intention for the for the most part is just to frustrate and frustrate. Yeah. And yes, we dominated, like you said. Um, it's the only really team bring... I think we've probably the only team we've dominated possession. Uh, to be, we had sixty nine percent of the ball possession, um, which is that must be. I, I uh, Michael Starkey um, put a tweet out saying, "Is that the only? T- it's the only time I can remember us dominating possession because it's, but it, it's it's you know it's 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 one of those stats that it's almost irrelevant because you can pass the ball around at the back all you want if you don't do anything with it, it's irrelevant, isn't it? Uh, so if you look at like, uh, you can, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but. Um, and then you, you, I'll let you go again in a second. But um, <laughs> the the caveat to that sort of possession is if you look at our uh, there's a controversial stat called XG which people misunderstand. Um, so XG basically tells you how good are the chances that you are creating, um, and our XG has been quite high because we've been in these high scoring games so we've been creating really good chances. And last night our XG is just under half of theirs. So the chances that we did make weren't very good you know we were uh, yeah your xg is lower if you're taking shots from further away or out wide where you've got percentage chances much let lower than being square in front of the goal in the six yard box yeah uh, so our xg is way lower um and it's so it's totally the opposite to what we would normally get we normally get high xg but low ball possession um which was really interesting last night sorry to interrupt but it's it's quite relevant <laughs> No, no, it's a good point, and we'll talk about the goals later. But they were both unexpected goals, if you like. Yeah. That's probably why our our XG was so low for that match. But no, we looked comfortable. Um, Sutton, to be fair, made it very hard for us. Um, thought they were compact, they were well organised. Had some half decent outlets up front as well. I think Smith um, was our a friend, danger at times. Our friend who was waving at Callum Fadzie. Yeah, giving the wave. Yeah. Um, Obviously not the most entertaining of games, but sometimes you've just got to do what you've got to do to get the three points, and that's what we did. Um, if we hadn't have won, it would have made Saturday even more of a... Pressure. Pressure match, yeah. Um, but I thought we, we dominated, we deserved to win the match. Yes, wasn't pretty at times. Yes, we were a bit lackadaisical, lethargic in possession and not really penetrating the Sutton back line, but... I think we did more than enough to win the game and, and two great goals as well. And we've carried on our tradition of um, winning games late at home. I believe um, I saw a stat which says uh, goals in the last five minutes of a game have given Wrexham eight points this season. So yes. that's that's great. And that is um, that confirms that we are resilient and you know mentally we must be really strong my concern and this is the reason when people sort of criticize i think people don't think about this or they don't articulate it well the reason people criticize is because they're concerned about something aren't they yeah um, so i'm concerned that we don't dominate the football in midfield why am i concerned about that well generally the team that dominates the football in midfield wins football games statistically that's true so that's why it concer- that that concerns me um but i think you know when you, you look at last night and you're like oh just statistically we didn't make the greatest chance 
but you look at that that stat for for Lee. That's unsustainable over a season. You're not gonna. You're just not gonna keep that up. Um, uh, you know, all the time. Um, so how would we be feeling if we were five points worse off? We'd be a bit, and then you go and have a game like last. You know, you'd be a bit more. You'd be a bit of edge about it, wouldn't there? You know, we wouldn't be as comfortable because you know we were sitting. We'll be fourth before the game, and then we sit third afterwards. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the. That's that's the the you know great stat. Says everything about the character of the team, but is it sustainable? That's my worry. Is I don't think we can keep that up. Uh, and against the better sides, it's it's harder, isn't it? Because they're better quality players, um, if that makes sense. So, um, and I think some people were critical of the football last night, um, going on social media, um, and I think that's why because they they're worried that you know uh, we've got this this the best squad of players that we've ever had. Since you know, one of the best squads we've ever had uh, at the football club, and we don't want to waste it, do we? We don't want to be a Salford and get stuck, you know, in the in the division, and every year be sort of bouncing in and out the uh, the playoffs like they are. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was you know, and I would have hoped against Sutton, who were bottom of the league, that we would have put in a really good polished performance. I thought they'd crumble after Mullin scored, to be honest. I thought, because it was relatively early, wasn't it? Was it about 10 minutes? Or what, what was it? 14 um, minutes, yeah, 14. Yeah. Thought I thought, that's it. Now we, we might get another one or two in this half and then one or two in the next half. But it didn't play out like that. Um, and the, I guess the theory is if you can't dominate a team like Sutton and beat them comfortably, how do you beat a team like Notts County or uh, Stockport or... Uh, Whoever else rises to the top over the course of this, because somebody else might come to the top, might they, over the a crew or whoever else is up there? Uh, that's the concern. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I think it does. But I think you've been a bit harsh, maybe, on Wrexham. Um, Sutton are a League Two team that have been for three or four years. Yes, the bottom of the table, um, but there's a still a long way to go yet. And I think you've got to be dynamic. You aren't going to batter teams every week. Yeah. Um, you aren't going to beat teams every week. You have to find ways of winning matches, whether that be breaking down a stubborn defence, scoring late on, absorbing pressure. And I don't think fans are giving the team enough credit. We're new to League Two. We've not had Mullen um, for half of the season. We're adjusting. We've signed a few new players. But we're third in the league. Yep. We're in the automatic spots. And I think if you'd offered that to any supporter at the start of the year to say, look, you're in the automatic playoff spot after 15 matches, would you take it? Of course we would. Of course we would. And I think we're only going to get better yeah. once we've got maybe Fletcher having a more of an understanding with Mullen, once Mullen is truly back in form, once we've got a settled back three, goalkeepers played a few more matches, maybe yeah. work out what our best midfield three is. All this will come. Um, and you think you saw Stockport that season, they were mid-table for, for quite a lot of the season. But once they found their rhythm, found their form, very close to getting automatic promotion. So, well, yes, this season, to be honest, haven't they? They had no points after five games, was it? And now they lead the, they lead the league by two points and won yeah, nine in we a row. Both, we were both <laughs> mid-table in uh, September time and now we're in the, uh, the automatic. So, yeah. We're only a third away through the season, but I'm very happy with what we've seen so far. And yes, there's faults. 
can't keep relying on scoring 90th minute equalizers, winners. Or win it, yeah. Um, need to be a bit clever, maybe, when we're defending leads and once we go a goal up. But I'm very happy with what I've seen so far. The uh, you were just talking about like getting a settled midfield or uh, or settled units in the side, um, and that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Obviously, now this week, um, I heard whispers that O'Connell and Barnett—I don't know how true these are—both left on crutches last night. Um, so that's never a good sign, is it? You know, it's never a good when a player has to go off. That's never a good sign, anyway. Um, so obviously we lost both of them. O'Connell's looked innocuous. I'm guessing it, I don't know whether they uh, whether you saw exactly what it was because it was like off the ball. It was away from the ball. So um, it, we just kind of the ball had got cleared and was, was. I think we were breaking down the right, and next thing O'Connell's on the floor on his haunches, sort of waving his arm like he knew he was in trouble. Um, uh, and the Barnet one, he just, again, I, it was cold last night. It was one of those, I don't know if you could tell on the telly, it was like there was a, a bit of a mist or a fog in the air. That You, you know, it, it was definitely uh, only a couple of degrees. And I did, did wonder whether it was a hamstring or something for Barney, because, again, he went just went down out of nowhere, really. It wasn't a challenge or a, you know, um, and that normally is a muscle or something then, isn't it? So um, I don't know whether they got any more on the telly or not, but... We couldn't tell. No, I didn't see either of them. I only saw the camera pan to both players once they'd down. Yeah. gone down and asked for help. Um, I mean, that's another thing that is testament to our league position. We've not had much luck with injuries this year. We always seem to have at least two or three players in the in the treatment room. Um, I think we'll be okay if O'Connell misses Saturday. Um, yeah. But I think Barnett will be a big miss at right wing back if he's not available because... We've got Mendy, he was an option, but like we said before, he's he's left footed. It's unfair for me. It's unfair yeah. to ask him to do it. I really I mean he'll be willing. He would absolutely put his hand up and go, Yeah, I'll play boss. But I just I just think it's really hard to uh, to do. Yeah, and you, you wouldn't want to put Aaron James in there in such a big game. Do you go for experience and put maybe James Jones there or, or swap James McLean over? Is Cannon when's yeah. Cannon back from his suspension? Be I'll tell you why I ask. Because in one of his interviews uh, recently, Parkey specifically said Andy Cannon can play right wing back. So they've obviously, when they've been a, a sort of squad building, they've obviously gone, like, we've got Barnett and Ford, and then if we really need to, we can perhaps put Cannon in. You know, like, you, you jot it down on a piece of paper or a whiteboard, so you, you, you make sure you've got three players for every position. Like McAlinden can play left wing back. He could play centre mid. He could play up front if we really, you know, he'd be like the fifth choice up front. Like when they've been squad building, he specifically mentioned it in an interview. So I'm not sure whether it's this game or whether he's got, I've lost track now. Um, um, there's a straight red against Crawley, wasn't it? So let's have a look. Do EFL trophy games count? No. 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 Oh, it's been three matches anyway. So right. Salford, Bradford, and Sutton. Yeah. So, uh, so don't be so if like Ford is sort of, seems to be on the brink, but not quite back yet, doesn't he? Um, so don't be surprised at all if it's Cannon or James Jones at right wing back. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the worst case scenario either. You yeah. know what you're going to get: hard working, solid. We'll put a shift. Yeah. Experience, Natural. yes, they don't have the attacking. Um, yeah, get that, get that. Uh, but that, to be fair, 
I, we shouldn't predict too much. We'll save a bit for the Notts County uh, preview. But I guess the thing is, you're probably you're not going to be doing that much attacking probably against County, are you? It's it's really, I mean, maybe we're wrong, but really it's going to be about keep trying to defend first and attack afterwards, isn't it? So, uh, uh, so yeah, wouldn't surprise wouldn't surprise me at all. But yeah, um, that was. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know what to say about Elliot. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a funny game. We have to bring Elliot Lee off the bench as well. He comes off. We played four at the back. I think in the end is what it looked like to me. It looked like a four-four-two when all the the sort of air force came on, didn't it? He had the red arrows coming on. We had, we ended up with Dolby and Fletcher up front, Mullin just in behind at the top of a, the diamond that he likes to play. Then behind him was Lee and Davis. With Evans at the at the at the base of that diamond, um, and a four at the back, um, as we sort of threw bodies on at the end, um, which was quite interesting because obviously people always clamour for the uh, the change of formation, don't they? Like if we just change the formation, everything will work. It's not quite that simple, is it? Because it, not only if you change the formation, you're you're then also you're you've got more impetus because you're chasing the game and you're, you're going for it, aren't you? Which you're not doing in the first minute of a game. Do you know what I mean? It's all gu- It's all guns blazing for, you know, you, you, you're taking that risk that you wouldn't take at the start of a game. Um, so it's, it's a bit simplistic for people just to go, well, let's play 4-4-2 or 4-3-3 or 4-2, whatever, whatever, your, whatever your desire is. Yeah, I agree. Um, time and a place for formation changes. Yeah. But I only think that's when we're down and chasing a game at home, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, then you go to a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2. But like I said before, people forget how much success we've had through this 3-5-2. And like you say, it disrupts the whole dynamism of the team, the players, the personnel, how we play, if we do opt to change it. So... If that formation's got us deferred in League Two, I, I don't understand how people can ask for um for a change. The goals, then let's just touch on the, uh, the our goals for sure. Um, the Mulling goal is, uh, I think you did you say it was out of the blue before? It was like what was it? It was about twenty five yards out, and he pings one in the top. Well, it looked to us like the top corner. You might have had a better replay, but it looked like it was top corner. It might did it at the post, I think. Um. It wasn't top corner, but it was close enough. As much as the side of the goal yeah. as he as he could have put it in, and um, it was probably about halfway up the goal, maybe a little bit higher. Keeper, no chance. Um, but no, what a finish! And he knew exactly what he wanted to do as soon as he picked the ball up, whipped yeah. it in, and uh, with his right foot, top corner. And it's Paul Mullen, isn't it? He can score yeah. goals from anywhere. And I hate to make the comparison with Langstaff, but. Langstaff don't Langstaff do that. Could never score a goal like that, and this is why I always rate Mullen higher. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it was an exceptional goal um, from an exceptional player who's now two in two, which is going to be good going into the weekend, building his confidence. Um, and uh, we just need to feed him the ball because we didn't create enough for him last night. We, if we if we create for him, he will score thirty goals this year, no doubt. But we've got to create more for him, not leave him uh, feeding off scraps. Uh, and the same for Ollie, obviously. But uh, you know, I think Mullin is the exceptional striker. Um, and then that brings us on to the Elliot Lee goal. So I was in a real dilemma last night, right? So I'd um, 
we'd gone to the Mice Gwent. I'll give you the Mice Gwent an advert here. We'd gone to the Mice Gwent to see Brian Flynn and uh, Reeves doing a, a, a talk and have a, have a, burg- have a, have a pre-match burger and stuff, um, which is the best 15 or 20 quid you'll ever spend if people haven't done it. Definitely go there. Um, and I, because we'd gone early, I'd parked the car in Island Green and uh, the most I could book for was five hours, I think it was, in my app that I have for booking at Island Green. So that was going to end at 9.53, right? So I'm like, oh, it's no problem. When I get near the end, I'm just going to extend it in the app. I'll just expend, extend my time. Because obviously, with injury time, you can get close to that. Um, so um, I was. I, it got to, what was it? What minute did Lee score? 85th? 88th. Oh, it was that late, was it? Uh, yeah. So, 89th. So as we was getting to the, the sort of five minutes preceding that, I was looking at my watch I was, uh, and I was trying to open the app and I was like, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to extend the time. And it wasn't letting me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to, it was an A N. Island Green's got AMPR cameras as well. So like you can't trick it or anything. Uh, I was like, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to leave the game. Right. I was like, oh my God. So I was inching down the aisle, like, oh, I'll just wait. I'll just watch this corner. And then it's like, Oh, oh, we got a throw in. I'll just stay. But I was just getting further down the aisle. Anyway, I saw the Elliot Lee goal, thankfully, and that was it. Then I was off. I had to go. <laughs> I couldn't stay for anything <laughs> after that. I had to peg it to the car park and get the car out of the car park. Um, so it was a right nightmare. And I was just like, I was running, going, oh, please don't let me hear a, a very faint chance of, uh, like, I don't know how many of uh, of them there were last night, like 500 people, like, cheering or whatever it was, because um, that would have been devastating. But we didn't. We held on. Um, and it, I don't. It was a tough one for me that after that game. I don't know who who, who was the who was the winning who was the winners and losers after that. Who was the best player for us? Um, I'm just looking at Fop Mob and Fop Mob gave James Jones man of the match. I think Paul Mullin got it officially, didn't he? On the oh well, the Wrexham the sponsored announced one Mull's got, um, but I'm like Ooh, I don't know who you'd have given it to last night really. Um, Maybe Lee. One of those matches where no one really stood out. It was all a kind of six out of ten, seven yeah. out of ten in some cases. Um, James Jones, to be fair, was everywhere. Had a decent game. Um, he was a contender. Um, yeah, hard. Everyone was sort of a six or seven out of ten. So I'll probably give it to Jones for his work rate and his um, his endeavour. It's interesting because FopMob uses OptoStats and an algorithm to generate their scores for their player ratings. And I'll just show you what they, what they, some of their player ratings were for us. If you have a look, uh, you know, Tunnicliffe with an eight. You have that much defending to do, but, you know, I guess uh, some, sometimes these things, you know, you miss them. Uh, McLean got a seven and a half. Davis got a seven point six. Mullin and Palmer both got good good scores, but Jones was like Jones and Tunnicliffe were the two sort of very close there. And I guess you might yeah, Tunnicliffe. To be fair, I think he won every single header he went for. He was uh, I guess a we had to at the back. He, he had to in the end, I guess, because uh, obviously O'Connell went off and toes have come on, and. Um, Again, you know, not pinning a a goal on one particular person, but his error leads to the move 
that they score from is is that the you know is that a better way of of sort of saying it rather than saying you were responsible uh, if you know what I mean yeah um, to be fair to Toza first half I thought he looked very um, composed and assured but there was a couple of times in that second half where he gave the ball away and obviously one of those times led to the goal so like you say not necessarily his fault but yeah. it was that starts the move or whatever yeah yeah um, and who knows you might see him again on Saturday if it's sounding like it isn't it yeah yeah it is sounding yeah. like it um, um but the goal from Elliot Lee, another great goal. I mean, um, the technique to yeah, keep it low, over, to get, get it over the ball. Bodies. Yeah, yeah, and to get it through those bodies, keep it down, the power on it as well. Yeah, great, great goal, and I think he's been our most important and probably our best player this season. So yeah, to, in this, this what? Where are we? What are we? Fifteen odd games in. So what are we? A third, roughly a third of the way through the season. He's probably been the been the one. He's sort of taken up the mantle, knowing that Moles was out to start with, and um, you know, um, I don't think we definitely knew who was going to be the partnership up front and what how it was going to work. He uh, he sort of just stepped up to the plate, Annie, and just sort of carried us a little bit, even if he hasn't been sort of brilliant in every game. He's got key goals that have uh, you know either won us games or got us equalizers and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the golden rule, never leave or plan to leave. Yeah. <laughs> the race goes early. Yeah. Take what? your £30 parking fine if you have to. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Just don't use that stupid app that doesn't let, let you extend your parking. <laughs> Daft app. Um, okay. Uh, I'll tell you what I, I did see. I'll just um, mention this. Go and check out M- uh, Mia Roberts' uh, Twitter because there is a photo. She was, uh, I think it's her photo. That's, I think she's taken it. If she hasn't taken it, she's posted it on her timeline on Twitter. Um, there's a picture from the Mold Road stand um, from around PG7, around that sort of s- second section um, that she's taken last night. Um, just after Leah scored, um, it's side on and um, it's got the scoreboard, it's got goal on it, so it's perfectly timed. And it's got Elliot Lee, I think he's just stood there with his arms out looking at the cop. Uh, and it's got the mood, it's got a great, it's great, it's moody because of all the mist and stuff, and the floodlights are on. Uh, and it's a great photo. So if you go and check out, uh, I think she's like at Mia Robbo or something. Uh, obviously, uh, Neil Roberts' daughter, who used to play for us last year, her uh, picture. I've retweeted it as well today. It's a, uh, I, 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 uh, I tagged Robley in it as well so he could see it um, and he liked it. So um, that's the, uh, that was a, a really good photo from last night to, uh, to go and check out. Um, I guess, so I guess, you know, they'll, they'll have got in the changing room and gone. Can't play like that, lads, but we'll take the three points and we'll focus on Notts County. You know, they'll dismiss that sort of, won't they? They'll sort of, you know, be wanting to forget about that, really. Um, and just think about the fact that, again, they've shown the the resolve and the character to get a result of some type late in a game. Uh, and that's what we're becoming famous for now, <laughs> believe it or not. It's, you know... Um, it's uh, you know it does does happen regularly. I thought uh, I don't know who, who did Fotmoke. I was going to say their number their Smith actually was their best player according to Fotmob, But I actually thought it was O'Brien, the number forty, who scored the goal. Um, I thought he was very skillful, technical, a real problem he was. 
um, last night. They, they fought my bad him lining up alongside Smith. I thought he played a little bit deeper, um, but he was really good as well. Um, as the one me we've seen before, was he at Boreham Wood, I think? Uh, the centre Bromley. Bromley, was Bromley. it? Yeah. Uh, I knew it was one of the teams that played in white, so uh, yeah, he's a big... <laughs> how big is he? This guy, he's like six foot five, isn't he? He's a like, massive guy. Uh, I always thought he was a player we should have looked at. Yeah. Maybe not in League Two, but a National League level, he's he's a brute, isn't he? Yeah, he's big, strong, physically. He covers the ground well. Um, he he looks like you know a good parky signing really I, I guess but uh, yeah he had uh, you know he, he 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 looked okay for them last night he can handle himself can he um, okay what else, anything else from that then anything uh, anything else you, you'd like to add about the uh, the chaos at the race course again I think we've covered it all I'm just hoping for a match at home. In the next couple of weeks, where can we, we win, win one, win. two nil, two nil, no drama. <laughs> yeah, probably my heart can take any more of these. But we say finishes. that. I, 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 we say that, and obviously we say it in jest. Because if you think about, you think about some of these uh, these games. I mean, it's bonkers. The uh, you know what we're getting. You know, the amount of times it happens. It's just. It's just. You know the. I've I've sat at that race course and watched us nil nil in crap Tuesday nights and just you know it's like this is terrible. Uh, when Gary Mills was in charge, we were singing we're effing shit. Uh, you know it was that that was that was how. So these we jest, but really they're amazing. They're amazing experiences, aren't they? You're right. Yeah, best <laughs> way to win a game or to draw a game last minute in front of the tech end as well. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. get any better. Elliot Lee's life is made now. He's done that. <laughs> That's it. It's downhill from there, Elliot. Um, all right. Shall we? Uh, we'll reconvene and we'll give some focus to this coming Saturday and Notts County because there's going to be team selection dilemmas and just a general dilemma in the fact that we're going to the second place team in the league currently. Um, who've started really well, I guess, uh, is the thing to say, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll reconvene and go through that, if that's all right with you. Sounds good. Uh, so, as we've discussed, we there may be a Racecourse Bramble meeting at the Notts County's ground. I will... I will protect you, Alex. Uh, if I see you, I'll be like form a barrier around Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Do not crush the man with crush- crutches. Unless we score a last-minute winner, then you've got permission. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. If not, yeah. <laughs> Stay away. Keep yeah. me safe. Um. So we go to Notts County. We go to our oh, last season's rival. Uh, we go last season. We could have got something from that game actually last season, but again, it was we're we're not very good early on, are we? I don't know whether Parky does he purposely build these teams just to be good, middle to end of the season, and we have to be a bit ropey to start with, or is that just coincidence? I think it's just coincidence. Right. Okay. I think winning breeds winning, and you very rarely see teams who eventually win the league get off to a flyer. So yeah, I always think you need 10, 15 matches to, to get into your rhythm. Okay. 
So we go to Meadow Lane, or whatever it's called now, um, and uh, head-to-head, uh, just uh, for the people who like the head-to-head side, do have that stat. Uh, we've played eight times, believe it or not, previously. Did you know that? Is that it? Yeah, we've uh, we've uh, won twice, drawn twice, lost four times. Um, so uh, yeah, what happened the last time we played them? I can't remember. I can't. I was. I can't remember. I wonder if we could ask somebody. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody like a Ben Foster we could ask. Uh, what yeah. happened? <laughs> uh, but yeah, different story at home. To be fair, they are probably they will be more formidable at home, won't they? Um, and I was, I was. Started to get excited when they lost that. Who did they lose to? Her? Let me check the stats. They lost to somebody, and I was getting excited. Then I was like, "That's it!" It's, oh, Mansfield took them apart, four-one, uh, and I was thinking, "That's it now. The wheels are going to fall off." And then they've beaten Grimsby and then Newport. So they beat Grimsby away two-one, I think it was, and then Newport last night they beat they won three-nil, um, and Newport no mugs to be fair either, are they? So <laughs> I think it was Gillingham who they beat. Oh, Gillingham, Gillingham was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, they had lost to Colchester as well before the Mansfield game, so they have lost two in the past six matches. I think it must be the sixth one because I've got five of them up here. Yeah. Ah, it was a game before that. Um, so yeah. Um, so how are we feeling ahead of that game after last night? The fact that you're like more inclined to go now means you're super excited and can't wait, and you're buzzing, and you you know you're expecting big things. Yeah, really can't wait. Um, again, it's a proper football league fixture. Two yeah. big teams, two yeah. teams who should be challenging at the top of the table come April, May. Um, I think I'm looking forward to it more because there's not as much pressure. I mean, the two times we played them last season, especially oh. to the second game, because there's that much on the line. But now because there's more promotion places available, um, we're not expected well we are expected but there's not a massive emphasis on going up this season um i think we can go there and enjoy it a little bit more just 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 hang on right go right rewind 10 seconds and just say say those words again right that we're not expected to go up this season do you think rob mcelenny is not expecting us to go up this season (laughs) i think i think he might have some words to say to you alex (laughs) I worded that wrongly. How can I put it? <laughs> um, I mean, last season. So we're not we going to walk it, or we're just not guaranteed to go up as such. Is that yeah. the that the point? Last season we had to go up. If we yeah. didn't, it would have been a disaster. End yeah. of the world. If we don't go up this season, yeah, very very disappointing. But it's not a calamity. It's not yeah, a disaster. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Edit that last out. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that was quite. That reminded me of something last night actually, because Flinny did that. Flinny with the, uh, he was asked about what the score was going to be last night uh, at the mice grin, and Flinny said uh, he, he 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 rambled a little bit, and then I thought, oh, I think it might be two nil, and Joe and uh, Elliot Lee will score the first goal. He said, and this was about twenty five past seven, so everyone started laughing and going, he's he's not even playing. Uh, and the camera crew were there last night filming, so he was like, uh, cut, 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 edit that bit out, edit that bit out. But then he said, and Elliot Lee will score. Uh, and what, lo and behold, who scored last night? It was Elliot Lee, so Flynn he knew. Um, 
so yeah, we will edit. We will edit out all our mistakes uh, after the game, so that we look when people listen back to it, will will look even better. Um, <laughs> I had a message off one of my friends, uh, and it's Glafar. It's 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 optimist, optimism and pessimism, isn't it? I had a I had a message off one of my friends said, "I'm glad I'm not going now on Saturday uh, uh, after last night." It's sort of. Uh, just because of the fact that we made hard work of it and then you go into a good side, aren't you? Um, but historically, like, you know, we played them really well. When we played them at the race course last season and we beat them, we, we did a job on them, didn't we? That high line we exposed. Uh, so we've got to remember that height because that's not, they've still got that problem. Um, that's how you, that's how Mansfield exposed them a little bit. Um, and we, they played in front of us, really. They didn't get in behind us too often, did they? You know, they weren't they weren't one on one with the goalkeeper all the time. They were they were doing their their footbally t- tippy tappy thing, but it was in front of us really, and we just filled spaces. Um, so that's probably the blueprint of how we win the game. Um, we, you know, we're going to need legs, energy, um, concentration. Um, and then we obviously need to be quick on the quick on the counter and the, get mulling those long balls over the top. Let's get them turned. Um, I mean, I think Langstaff is obviously still the threat for him. Crowley has come in uh, and scored some goals for him. Uh, I think Bostock might have still uh, still got some goals for him. Not heard much. Uh, did Kedwin Scott got injured? I think didn't he? So I don't think he's uh, he's uh, not kicked a ball for him. They got Junior Marice from. Dagenham, Dagenham. Was it? it was Dagenham uh, who played last night. Jody Jones has been the one though. They've moved it. They've started him on left wing back, haven't they? A lot. Um, and that's the thing for me is it like he's a tricky player. He won't defend very much, um, uh, but he will attack a lot. And I'm like, do you really want him? At- who would you rather him be attacking? Is what my question is. Would you rather him be attacking? Uh, a Mendy being played on his wrong side and out of position, or a James Jones and Andy or Andy Cannon on their right side but out of position. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think this is what we did really well in the whole match last season. We stopped their wing backs getting forward and getting into our box, and that effectively made Langstaff redundant because he wasn't getting any service. Um, so Parky's got big decision in regards to who he plays at full. I think he'll definitely play McLean at left wing back for the experience. Yeah. Obviously, he's got big match atmosphere, experience, 100 plus caps for Ireland. He's the perfect play you want. Yeah. Reliable play. Yes, he's perhaps switched off a couple of times this season. Um, but I still think he's our he's our best bet at left wing back. Right wing back. I love Mendy, but in a big match against a quality player on the wrong side, it's not fair to play him there. So I would play, as you suggested, maybe a James Jones or an Andy Cannon if he's available for selection. He is, of course, after serving those three matches. So I'd want an experienced, steady Eddie um, at right wing back. Granted, they're probably not going to get forward and beat a man and getting balls into the box all the time, but... Someone just to keep Jones or whoever it is quiet and put a good shift in. I think we've got to go with the experience. 
Uh, I agree. Obviously, if Fordy's back, that would be great. But obviously, we, you know, he's. I don't think he was on the. Be- I didn't see the official lineup because in the my screen I had no mobile phone signal, so I didn't see the graphic. You know, with the subs and stuff. Uh, yeah. So I don't think Ford was on the bench, was he? As uh, and my eyes don't. I can't see that far in my old age. Um, so I, I think you know, out is 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 it out of the question that he's in the team this week? I'd, I'd be amazed if he started. Would you? Given how long he's been out. Yeah, you wouldn't put him straight into the the cold and have not come to your way, would you? I'd be I think? amazed if we did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I, it's going to have to be one of the midfielders there. Um, and I, 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 I've got no problem with Toza coming in at the back. Um, he took a lot. It's a lot. I'm amazed how much people have turned on him on social media. It's bonkers uh, when you have a look. Uh, some of the Facebook groups and stuff that, uh, you know, people treat him like he's the worst player ever. This guy's basically just sort of uh, almost captain does, because obviously Luke Young was in and out. He's almost captain does up through promotion, hasn't he, uh, basically? Yeah, and I think he was the player after Mullen last year who was probably our most consistent. Yeah. I think he was in the running for player of the sea. I think he came second and third in most people's sort of top three. Yeah. And yes, he's had a couple of the shaky matches this season. Stockport away. Everyone had a shaky game at Stockport away. Um, yes, he's not been his best this season, but in terms of his experience, leadership qualities... Yeah. He's won promotion from League Two before as well. I know that was a few years ago, but yeah, the criticism he's been receiving is is over the top. And I think he gets made a bit of a scapegoat, to be honest. But yeah, that. I'm with you. I would have him back in a heartbeat at the centre of those three if, if O'Connell's not there. I mean, after that, it's... Uh, well, we don't know Hayden's situation. Um so we've got Hayden lingering, as it were, and after that, then it's Max Cleworth, isn't it? So, if you if you're not going to play Tozer because you're worried about him, you've got to get Hayden or Cleworth in. Or O'Connor can stay at left centre back. Yeah, but then you've got Tony Cliff at right centre back, which means you, you oh, in some oh, way those yeah. are the, those are the players that are available defensively. You know, so are you going to pick one of them over Tozer? I don't think he is. I don't think Phil Parkinson is. And, he's, and I'm still adamant that after Mullin, Tozer is the is the second name that Phil Parkinson writes on the team sheet. Yeah, you've also got Boyle as well. Was yeah, on the that's true. Yeah, that, see, again, it's just he's he, he's 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 obviously fallen away, hasn't he? You know, in the fact that he had that was it the Stockport game was his last game, I think. After yes. that, he's been like he's he's in purgatory and not like you know he's not hardly kicked a ball. He might have played in the crew game uh, away that cup game, um, but uh, again we've you know we hardly see him. So you forget about him, don't they? When you when you're not even seeing him. Um, so yeah, I still I still I, I I'm with you though. I th- I think it'll it's to, it'll be Tozer unless O'Connell's fit. Uh, I'm adamant about. I guess the question will be if Hayden's fit, what do you do then? Does Tony Cliff drop out? Do you put Hayden on the bench because he's been out for two weeks? Or does he come in to help protect against Jody Jones because he's quicker than Tony Cliff, for instance? Um, so that might be an interesting one, wouldn't it, if Hayden manages to get fit? Yeah, I don't think you can drop Tony Cliff after the past few matches. I think he's been really good. Um, so do, are the, so it's if, nice that's a, problem. 
If that's the if that yeah, I, I agree. It's a nice problem. Is that if that's the case, is O'Connor in any danger, or is he? Do you think there's no reason to take him out? Would you not put a natural defender back in this? Well, yeah, I always like to think Tom O'Connor is most effective when he plays in midfield. But obviously, Parkey's keeping him at centre back ahead of other centre backs for a reason. But yeah, yeah I, I really like Tom O'Connor as a central midfielder. So yeah. I would rather bring one of those specialist centre backs in and then put Tom O'Connor where he's most effective in the middle of the park. It will, that is going to be really interesting to see that team news. Is it uh, whether we get anything this week? Like if whether he, whether he, he leaks it to the leader to say he's still got flu, he's not trained. I just can't consider Aaron Hayden or whatever his illness is, or whether uh, it's it's on the day that we see that there's a change or two um, at the back. That'll be really interesting to see because I don't. It's that defence, really, isn't it? It's potentially one or one or two positions in defence. The wing back position. I'm guessing Palmer's going to start up front. Do you think? I don't think. I think he gave Fletcher that that 45 minutes to give him a good, you know, a good run out. But I still think Fletcher is more impact. I don't know. He wasn't you, a you him, don't forget. And he does now and again, like that Coventry game last year, he threw Dolby in and I was like, what's going on here? Dolby scores, his season takes off. Um, I This team this week is not set at all. I have no idea what he's going to do in a couple of positions. I think it's going to be really interesting. I think the only players you can guarantee are probably Conquo, Mullin, McLean, Maybe Lee and Evans. I think there's four or five positions which. Yeah, Lee's going to come back in, isn't he? Yeah, I would yeah, say Lee so. Lee will come back in. I think that was arrest him and don't get booked uh, yeah. tactic, I believe. But um, I think that was the thing. Uh, and he's comfortable to do that because he had Jordan Davis, a player of Jordan Davis's calibre. He was comfortable to do it. Um, so, yeah, there is a few positions. This could be really interesting. Um, they 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 haven't sort of changed very much, so we're going to get very similar from them, um, I think. Um, and Langstaff is the one that they'll still try and create chances in the box for him. So he had about 10 goals, 11 goals now, I think. He got two last night. Two against Newport last night. Yeah, he's in form. Um, like I said before, the key to, to stopping him is service. the wide faces. Stop the service. Don't allow any service into the box, yeah. Uh, and then that's being said, actually they 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 used to have a player called Ruben Rodriguez, obviously who went to Oxford. Oxford. Right, he went to Oxford United. Um, uh, I think were they League One? I think they are they are, are they're League One? I think. Yeah. Um, and they replaced him with an ex Arsenal guy called Danny Crowley, who's sort of uh, floated around a little bit. And early the early signs are that he is. Uh, maybe not quite as good as Rodriguez is, but he's not a million miles off, and he scores a little, he scores a bit and assists a bit, uh, and he can be a problem. Um, so he's him and him and Jody Jones are going to be the ones that will be looking to give Langstaff the service predominantly. Uh, so we're going to have to watch them. Yes, I've also heard a rumor Bostock might be injured as well. I think okay. that would be a bonus for Wrexham. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he looked really good in both matches last year. He didn't play last night. Um, I don't, I'm just going to check here. Was he on the bench substitutes? Uh, no, he wasn't on the bench at all. So, uh, 
So, yeah, um, that will be, again, so they've got some, they're like us, but they've got a much smaller squad than us. They went into the season with a ridiculously small squad of about 19 players. Um, so they were, uh, Luke Young, obviously, uh, Luke Williams likes to work with a smaller squad, obviously. Um, so what do you think? What is your, are you, what, I know before you said he wouldn't be disappointed with a draw, but is that what you think will happen? Or what? What do you? What would your prediction be? Um, obviously a very, very tough match. Um, statistically at the moment, the second hardest match I'm going to play this season. Um, they're going to have a big crowd. Obviously, they got good players. They'll be banged up for it. But what's their stadium hold now? Is it twenty five ish thousand? Twenty five. They won't fill it unless it's tickets for a fiver. So yeah. <laughs> or 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 Forrester away. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, all the Forest fans are there to make up the numbers. Um, I'm not sure what their capacity is, but I don't think there's many tickets left in the home end. No. To be fair to them, no. Well, it, it it's it's chance for revenge, I guess, is what they will see it as, won't they? I think revenge for us as well, because I think both our matches there in the last two seasons we've lost, but probably shouldn't have lost. The one no loss last season, we had chances. And I think the season before that, we went one nil up quite early. And then did we miss a penalty or have a red card? Things went against us. Um, I think it was over Christmas when we played them away. So I think we're due a result there. Um, It'll be tough. We might have to ride our luck. But the quality we've got up front... Have we gone a league match without scoring the season? Apart from oh, Stockport? you've tempted fate now, haven't you? Don't say things like that. That's, this is going to be a nil-nil, and now it's going to be terrible. Uh, I'm going to go for a score draw, one-one. You think a score draw, one-one? Yeah, yeah. I we we still haven't fine-tuned this defence, have we? The clean sheets are being hard. To, you know, we we can't string clean sheets together. Um, I think two all or three-two to to them. Oh, can't predict a loss. Can't predict a loss. To all then. Uh, Better. Can we? Can we? Can we get the late goal though? So it's a draw that feels like a win. Yeah. Okay. We'll have an 89th minute. Mullin penalty from a blatant dive. A shocking because that will rile their fan base up. Something rotten. Uh, so yeah, a, a blatant Mullin dive to win a penalty. And then they miss a penalty at the oh, other can end. Can you imagine that if a Congo saved one as well? <laughs> as well. Oh. Yeah, I don't think Scott will be taking it, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I've got a feeling he's got a long-term injury. That's uh, uh, that's what I was saying before. I think he's uh, I think he's done a knee in his knee or something like that. So uh, it'll be a it'll be a Jody Jones because Langstaff obviously doesn't like penalties, does he? As we've learned, he's scared. To be fair, he took one in the playoff. Shootout, was uh, it the playoff final, final that he took yeah. one? Yeah, he did. To be fair, um, but uh, but he was down the list. I don't know if you remember. I think he was. He wasn't like the first man up. Uh, he was down the list. So um, so yeah. Okay, I'm so so I'm going to predict the same same outcome, but I think it will come in a in a late dramatic fashion that will send us home reasonably happy because. We've got a late draw. You know what? I'd take it. As long as we win our next home match, I'll take it. And so, does a late draw also allow us to limbs on top of you and rupture in the ACL? 
or is it only a win? I'll allow a draw as well. Okay. Anything past the 85th minute to get us a result. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah right. Uh, anything past that, you see the man in crutches, throw him down the steps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get me another sick note. <laughs> it's it's hard this because because uh, there's in hindsight there is so much up in the air potentially, isn't there? Because it just depends on Parky's preferences and how perhaps how well people train. Who's got knocks? There's an element to it we don't know. How many players went in with bruises and? You know other issues last night, strains and whatever that we don't know about. So it's it's you know it's always sort of hard to predict. Normally you can sort of ten ten of our players you can say and you know almost nailed on, but now at the moment there's three or four positions which it could go any way. Um, so we'll yeah uh... be very interesting at two p.m. on Saturday to uh, to see that team news, their team news as well because they might have one or two players. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bryce went off quite early last night. Crowley went off with 20 minutes to go. Connor Rawlinson went off with 20 minutes to go. Jody Jones went off with 15 minutes to go after two assists. So, you know, um, there'll be, uh, there is a little bit up in the air and stuff there. So we will, uh, we will see. Uh, right. Should we call it a day? And we yeah. will. We will reconvene following. If you're still alive, stroke have still got a knee. We'll see. We'll see if your filofax allows us to get together next week, and we'll review the drama of whatever happened. I'm sure there will be drama, so I look forward to it. Good lad. All right, me. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. We're loyal supporters on a lifelong journey. We'll live in hope, but we'll die in Kadguli. I've been telling everyone I see. I've been telling. I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones And his best mate Mickey T Davis was a druid, he loved Cumbri And his namesake Jordan on a scoring spree Legends from far feel like Trinidad We've had great players And some who drove us mad We've seen the low 
Back in the football league 